welcome to We Geek Podcast. Today is June 1st, 2017, and it is episode 102. My name is Adam, and I'm joined by my good friend Logan. Hello. What up? And hey, how you doing, man? How's your week been? Uh, been good. Been good. Been, been you know, busy, work and whatnot. Um, I wanted to do a quick update. Our uh, Our new shirt is up. It is available awesome. for sale. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, I uh, We got it tweeted out, what, yesterday? Uh, it's mm-hmm. up on our page. Uh, but yeah, we'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, and it's cool, and I liked it. Um, I think there's just one style of shirt. It's a, just like the one like unisex shirt. Uh, there's also a coffee mug option if you want, and I think there's a sticker, too. And I don't know Absolutely. what size. Like I think maybe it's like most of a postcard size. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. yeah, what the hell? We'll throw them on there. You don't have to buy them. Um, the the thing with with Teespring because we're doing it through Teespring like we've done before. Um, they, you know, you set a goal of like it, we have to sell this many pieces of merchandise in order for it to even get printed. Mm-hmm. Our goal is 25. Okay. And I'm pretty sure. And I, I am positive i'm very positive which means i could still be wrong that it's by pieces of merchandise and not by orders okay because that would be that's silly. good <laughs> yeah that'd be so, awesome because i'm gonna get a shirt uh, my girl's gonna get a shirt i know my mom's gonna get a shirt so yep. that's three you'll get a shirt that's four yeah oh yeah and i got a few people that want to get it as well excellent yeah uh, we've, we've got to get asking about it yeah we've got to hit 25 uh or it won't or it just it won't print. They won't they won't run it. Um, the good news is the the thing is for three weeks. It's, awesome. It runs for three weeks, which is I think through the twentieth. It's whatever, th- whatever three weeks from this past Monday is. I think it's I think it's the twentieth. Sweet. But so that's yeah, man. that's that's where it is. So you got three weeks. Come get your shirts. They are I want to say seventeen dollars a shirt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know there's a I I forget what the shipping is I think it's like I think it's either like two something or three dollars yeah but so you know I mean you most places that sell shirts you know brand shirts of any kind you know start at like twenty twenty two twenty five but you know I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah I looked at I looked at some Bullet Club shirts man yeah they're like twenty five thirty bucks it's kind of insane. <laughs> Oh yeah, and the price just goes up if you want a logo on the sleeve and then on the back and oh, I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness. Ours, ours is real simple. We've got we've got the logo that Keenan did on the front, which looks awesome on the shirt. It yeah. looks fantastic. Uh, and mm-hmm. I did uh, a little hashtag WGP100 across the back, up towards the top. It looks good. It looks. Yeah. I was, I, I I fiddled with that a little, to to see like should it work, but like it looked good. I don't. I wanted something on the back, but I didn't know what. But that that works. It's not mm-hmm. it's not too much. It it looks good, uh, and they're just black. They're just black shirts. We're not going crazy on the colors or anything. Right. So. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, we'll also put a link uh, uh, to Keenan's page um, and his Twitter and everything else, so you can get a hold of him. Uh, he's the guy that created the logo and just ran with it. We gave him some ideas, and he does such a great job. So. Um, so yeah. look for that as well. Yeah, he came he came back with some awesome stuff. Like when, I know when we first wanted a logo, and I don't think mm-hmm. I, I think maybe you had some ideas and I had nothing. 
and and he came back with with some ideas that included the logo that we have and we're just like god damn it yeah like, that's that's awesome yeah oh yeah yeah he did such a great job yeah. too and the um the hundred yeah, the hundredth episode logo was great too a little yeah put it in an nes cartridge and everything is badass yeah yeah exactly and i, I thought it was great yeah the the, the gold because you know we we're such a fan of the that classic era of gaming and there was something special about that zelda yeah. cartridge yeah and, i was, I was oh, that's man. why i was so glad he put the we he put the blue on there yeah oh so, yeah. so that I just kept thinking was that it, it was it's funny you brought that up like that was what i was thinking i was like that would look awesome Mm-hmm. yep absolutely absolutely so yeah that's that's been fun we got that up there so definitely check take a look at that uh get your uh get your loved one a mug a t-shirt sticker um help us out absolutely um let's see here man so yeah you just you said you've just been hanging out this week i pretty working. much yeah it's just work more or less uh I'm reading i've been doing a lot of reading lately yeah um, i'm i'm slow- i unfortunately have not uh, we'll get to that <laughs> yeah we were we were gonna talk about thrawn but somebody oh. forgot <laughs> i know i know and ah, it's oh happens. man i because i could we could spend a whole episode actually on star wars books like a whole like as one of our topics yeah um and maybe lead in with thrawn but we'll talk about him today but yeah what have you been reading um i've read read something that uh, was a recommendation they did on script notes i don't know how long ago because I'm still just burning through them from way back. Uh, right. It's a book, and I can't remember the author. I can look it up real quick. It was a book called Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore. Hmm. And it's a, it's this kind of strange sort of young adult thriller kind of... Like, it's, it's, it's definitely a thriller, but it's not... Like you wouldn't it, like this is perfect for like a middle schooler could read this. Oh, okay. Like it's really interesting. Where is the damn uh, Robin Sloan is the author. Hmm. And it's interesting. interesting. It's a whole thing about, it, it, you know, there's it, it's there's obviously there's this twenty four hour bookstore and it's in San Francisco, and there's this little mystery behind it and it entangles like people who work with Google and artists and like it's this really interesting. It's, it's just not a traditional, you know, hero must fight evil kind of thing. But it's not, like, really, like, a high-minded or anything. It's, it's, oh, okay. it's really interesting. Um, and it took me a little bit to get into it because it does start kind of dry. But once I got rolling with it, like, I just couldn't stop. Yeah, I'll check it out. I just wrote it down. Yeah, but that's yeah. Def- definitely worth a read. Definitely worth a read. You know what I've been clamoring at wanting to read again? Now, I'm going to get through Thrawn. That's definitely what's on the docket. Mm-hmm. But after that, I want to go back to Name of the Wind. Yeah. It's been a while since I've read that. And yeah. I'm, I've been I'm clamoring tr- for it. I'm, I'm trying to get my girlfriend to, to read it. Uh, but it's, it's just – it's hard to start a book. Right. E- even if it's something that you're really looking forward to. Uh, one of the other things I read was the new uh, Trials of Apollo that uh, Rick Riordan wrote. And it was oh, one okay. that, it, you know, it's it's like, oh, it's more of this of this series. That's awesome. You know, it's like the 12th book in that whole Percy Jackson series. And I was oh, like, cool. Okay. I can't, like, I've been looking forward to it, but, like, I couldn't, 
I just couldn't start it. And then once I got rolling with it, I was like, oh, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, excuse me for a second, because I, I record next to the living room where she's sitting, and I, I would hate for her to hear me talk about how she's not been reading The Name of the Wind like she said she'd be. <laughs> yeah, man, that's awesome. I, I, I want to get, I want to read that book again. Um, this weekend, uh, I went to Megacon. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Which was, oh, yeah, which was a blast. Nice. It wasn't as. Uh, awesome i think is star wars celebration um <laughs> you could tell the difference with you know whoever runs these events um it was cool though i mean it was what was cool about this is this was more you know where star wars is all about star wars and it's one thing focused um this one was more just everything just like someone threw up nerddom uh you know <laughs> on on everything um but uh where do, where do i start um i saw the kids from stranger things i saw um data um i saw uh you know i i sat in on a panel um the dc rebirth uh which had uh uh, uh oh who's the the publisher of dc dan dan didio Dan DiDio, yes. Yeah. Tom King, Scott Snyder, John Byrne, uh, Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiali. The, basically, the, the people that are on, you know, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Batman, All Star Batman. Everyone knows Scott Snyder. He had the best stories. I don't know where we're at time with, uh, so just remind me, Logan. Five, yeah, um, five, five and a half. We're good. Oh, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, um, and that was probably <laughs> my favorite thing of the whole weekend, just uh, nice. lis listening to Scott Snyder can tell a story, you know, um, you know, not not just in comics, but like um, he told a story about um, – you, you remember his vampire book? Yeah, American, uh, vampire, American vampire that he did? Yeah. 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 Um, he talks about the artist for that book. Um, Raphael Abakirki, I believe, was his name, and he told a funny story about how he has to he he his biggest goal or not biggest goal but one thing he does is he connects really well with the artist um obviously greg capullo with batman is like his brother he kept calling him that um but he talked about Raphael where where uh you know he told a funny story and i'll be brief with it but how uh when Ra when they were in new york Raphael was supposed to stay at his friend's house um, they were for like New York uh, Comic Con, but they got the addresses mixed up, and he accidentally gave his parents' address. And his parents called Scott and was like, "Hey, your friend's here. Um, obviously, there was a mix-up, but we don't mind. We've set him up in your bedroom." <laughs> and his bedroom, of course, is like, you know, Scott Snyder, sixteen, you know, or seventeen-year-old who left, you know, <laughs> and graduated <laughs> high school. And it's and he, he was like, it was just like a uh, you know, just a time capsule. And he said they had a great weekend and he woke up and made breakfast and, you know, he, he sketched out artwork for them and he, he had them pick out, uh, no, no, it wasn't sketched out. He had them pick out what artwork they want. And they said they picked out, uh, a, like a person getting like <laughs> decapitated and it was like, they hang it up in their, their, their kitchen, you know, um, next to like this, super americana thing and like this like you know picture <laughs> of new york city and yeah. you know they hang it with pride because of how how awesome their weekend was with the the artist um, nice. 
of them. And he just told all these just such interesting stories about uh, the people he's he's got to work with and stuff like that. And I highly recommend if you ever get a chance to go to these things, definitely go to the uh, uh, the panels because they're they're a lot of fun. You know, they were a blast uh, just hearing how like how Harley Quinn came about. Like they literally they so they were in Orlando and. You know, Dan was talking to a lot of the local people and were like, man, we wish we had like a Deadpool. You know, Marvel's really, you know, the, the, the Deadpool sells like crazy over there. And they said someone local, and I, I have to imagine it was Aaron, was like, you have dead, you have your Deadpool, it's Harley. But clearly, you could totally do that. And it didn't click until then. And so they looked over, I think it like, I think he said like Jimmy or Amanda or one of them, and was like, hey, do you know Harley? They're like, yeah, I know Harley. And I guess Jimmy Palmiali also did... Deadpool, I could be getting that wrong. Um, and he was like, well, why don't you do that? Why don't you do like a, a Deadpool Harley Quinn? And they were like, it was it as was simple as that. And it's one of their highest selling books. <laughs> and they, they were like, sometimes people think that, you know, there's so much thought and so much whatever put into things. And they're like, there is. When they sit down and they, and they try to do, you know, like, for example, Scott Snyder's Metal that's coming up, um, that takes years you know that that's planning out years and stuff like that where something like this was like let's just do a harley book yeah and it was funny they were going to call it uh rebirth it, it was going to be called harley afterbirth and like all the, <laughs> they were going to have her like beat up in stirrups and stuff it was it was hilarious it was it was an amazing time i got some awesome artwork i'm going to put up on the facebook page um a lot of star wars artwork i got um and it was yeah that was that's basically what my I, you know spent my money on there um and it was fun just to walk around taking pictures with a lot of the cosplayers and you know that was a blast and go into artist alley and you know that i was i was expecting to spend a lot of money and you can they have artwork there that's worth hundreds of dollars but they also have a lot of you know two prints for 20 bucks that would look fantastic in a frame there you go where it's it's so unique and it's so different you're not going to walk into any store and find anything like this and you know um yeah it was it was great i had a blast if there's ever a local comic con or mega con or you know any of these little conventions even if it's just a small room with people selling comic books go to it find people talk to people in your community because i could tell a lot of these people were local which was awesome um but yeah yeah no, there's uh because they're doing real quick before we go to break uh you were talked about local stuff uh statesville did like their first ever comic-con not that long ago they're doing it again july 8th at the civic oh, center awesome. here it was the turnout was so huge there that they scheduled a second one for this year oh awesome it's crazy it was, <laughs> but cool. it was awesome yeah i mean it was packed i've never seen the convention hall i've, I've delivered down there for weddings for some giant events, nothing like that. I've never seen anything like that. Statesville, 20,000 people in the middle of rural North Carolina, and they packed this place for Comic-Con. That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Well, yeah, yeah, we're, we're up against a break. So, again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM, and we'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And uh, before we get into the news, a few more things about megacon which is really cool it's something that i missed because i wasn't there the day that this happened but um uh dc comics had a panel for the for metal for now if you don't know what metal is it is their oh 
man, actually, it's too much to kind of explain. I didn't sit <laughs> it on the panel, but it's basically the next big DC event. Um, you know how DC hasn't really had... I mean, Rebirth is an event, but it's like... It's almost like the new 52, if that makes sense, right? Right. There's you, like there's a difference between like a comic event and like a, a an entire thing. Like there's a whole yeah, like a branding. Like and you know what, Rebirth I think worked on all levels. Um, from what I'm 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 no I know I'm late to the party, but you know, listening to Aaron and listening to retailers and listening to people and that that just read all the way through, it is very apparent that that rebirth worked they basically gave they brought back old characters and they they had a really cool reason as to why you know now we know it's all tied into a little bit with Watchmen, and there's this huge mystery and it was kind of like buy what you want you don't have to buy it all you can buy what characters you like and that sort of thing and it's worked like crazy it's got me crazy addicted to it right now um and metal uh, the it, it it apparently encompasses the full expanse of the DC universe. Uh, it's it's the next big um, event, but it has to do with like dark matter, and this and something. To, and I'm probably getting this wrong, but it has something to do with something or uh, something to do with. Uh, I guess it takes place outside of the multiverse that we know, okay. and it has to do with these twisted nightmares using batman as a doorway into our universe and it has to do with dark dark it has to do with dark matter and stuff like that i don't really know i didn't listen i wasn't i wasn't in that panel and i probably should have been way more prepared for this so i apologize <laughs> um but it seemed interesting you know it the 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 it seemed very metal very rock and roll very like we want a a crazy because that's the one thing scott Snyder did talk briefly about when he was when we were in the rebirth panel was their love for metal music and stuff like that and they wanted batman riding dragons that resembled the joker in this just <laughs> twisted dark nightmare world and you know they wanted it to be like they you know they almost wanted to sell it with the soundtrack uh nice. just pumped to the max kind of like the doom soundtrack or something nice. um and what was funny <laughs> to tie this all up is that uh, you know how at the end of panels they have people that come up and ask, ask questions, right? Sure. Apparently, well, <laughs> I saw the video. Todd McFarlane himself oh, crashed for God's sake. <laughs> the, the metal panel. <laughs> and as Greg Capullo to explain why Spawn would beat Batman in a fight. <laughs> and you know i guess he gave a very pc answer and he's like well you know here's the thing you used to pay me and now this man pays me <laughs> like, tapped on Dan's back. <laughs> yeah so that was that was oh, interesting man. um stuff that came out of orlando but i thought that was cool you know I, next week we'll talk more about metal once i look more into it but it just looked awesome nice. like some of the artwork and stuff that they showed just looked crazy um, but yeah, I can't, I can't wait for that. The DC's really got me interesting, not just with interested, not just with that, but like doomsday clock, like the Superman stuff and the Batman stuff and the, and the flash and, and, and Watchmen and how that all ties in and are the Watchmen characters coming to the DC universe. And like, I've never been more excited about DC. I don't think, uh, since, you know, new 52, um, you know. Uh, but yeah, man, that that was fun. That was a blast. Um, you know, 
let's see here. Um, yeah, I think that was it for you know for my weekend. I know I kind of ran over with that. Um, but let's see here. What do we got? What do we got on the news here? You want to take? You want to start it off here with the uh, movie news? Yeah, sure. Um, the the Justice League Dark film. What do they call it? Dark Universe, which is mm-hmm. going to bump against what Universal is doing with all their monster movies now. So I don't. Right. I, somebody's <laughs> yep. got to budge there. But uh, Doug Lyman has has been signed on to direct it for a while, and uh, he's had to bow out because he's had a scheduling conflict with um, uh, what's a chaos walking. I think that he's doing like it's it's like the next it's the next Hunger Games kind of thing. I think it's I know it's like a young adult something and I know I know Mm. nothing about it, but it's young adult and it has the name chaos walking. So it's, you know, like I'm just. I don't think I'm going out on too thin a limb here. Oh but, wow, yeah. But uh, the uh, the guy who's doing the the or who has done the the new It movie, uh, Andy Muschietti, uh, or mm. Muschietti, depending. Uh, they're they're talking to him about jumping on board, and I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, I've I've, I've only seen the trailer, of course, but it looks creepy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. How have you seen the original It? Yeah, I've I've seen it years ago, and I know we've talked about it and how creepy it was. And I was thinking back; I only remember like the big moments. Yeah, it's yeah. been a while. It's been, it's one of those sites, you know. Like for example, I think back to Back to the Future, and I can almost like reimagine every scene in my head. But when it comes to It, I can't. That might be one I revisit soon, just because it's been so long. Well, and you know movies like back to the future not only do they stick with you but you know how many times have do you think we've watched that film like i can you know there's a reason i can recite holy grail from beginning to end (laughs) right it's yeah you're you're absolutely right it's not just because it's a quote worthy movie right right it wasn't one of the ones that i wasn't i was i mean i loved like jason or friday 13th and all those movies but i wasn't like into horror like a lot of other people were yeah um but yeah man (laughs) that's That'd be cool. Uh, I can't wait for that. Now, Justice League Dark. I thought they were doing animation, right? They they're doing they're doing a live action one too. Oh, they still are doing live. Yeah, action. that's that's yeah. the one Doug Lyman was was signed on for. Yeah, yeah, they because they were gonna do live action and then like that kind of fell apart. So then they were like, well, hell, we could do an animated one. That would be awesome. And so they went I ahead. Saw and they, that. Yeah, and they did that. And then, you know, because there was still this huge, like, this would be amazing live action. What the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because, I mean, the animated movie was good. I saw the tra- I right. saw the trailer. I Did I see the movie? I don't think I saw the movie. But it, I did not see the movie. Damn. And I got to fix that. But I've seen it. It was okay. It was okay. I, I expect the movie would be a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but, but the... You know, they were like, yes, this, do this. Why can't you do this live action? And so they were finally like, okay, you know what? Fine. You want this? You got this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, with the with the animated movies, it you know, they, they, they tackle those as if everyone in the, everyone in the um, universe already knows that the other things exist. Right. You know, it's nothing to see, you know, these people pop up on screen. Where in the movie, I imagine the plot, and every, the pace will be a lot slower. It will be a buildup, and you'll be like, "Holy shit, what is this swamp thing?" Oh yeah, it'll, you know, it would it'd be way more horror, for sure. Right, right, exactly. Like it, it wouldn't just be like a creature film, or, or even kind of like a, a a 
sci-fi fantasy kind of film but right but very much more like a horror movie oh yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah so that's gonna be cool um what is this deadpool 2 news okay so jack Keese was it kesey jack kesey uh, who, yeah. who was in the strain uh has has joined the cast officially as the villain uh and we're not talking about marty scroll uh it's it, they're they're <laughs> thinking that he's gonna play black tom cassidy who oh you think juggernaut's gonna be in it he's gotta be in it i don't think so yeah okay black tom cassidy the only interesting thing about him is the juggernaut right no am i wrong about that i'm missing the connection what am i forgetting they're always together they're like a tag team i didn't i i don't think i knew that oh yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah 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 um yeah, Black Tom Cassidy in The Juggernaut. Like, if you Google Black Tom Cassidy, his picture is him holding the Juggernaut's helmet. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> you know, they are Enzo and Cass pretty much in the comics. Okay, um, interesting. You I know, did, uh... when the Juggernaut became good, you know, that was that was one of his arcs was having to take out Black Tom Cassidy and realizing that he just wasn't good for him. Sure. Um, I don't know, like, the, the detailed history of them. I just always remember them being together in the comics. Um tied to each other but that would be awesome man to me that's when i see that i think i think i think oh man that would be cool to see like an actual like big jugger i want to see a big juggernaut not what they did in three yeah give me <laughs> you know give me like the mountain in juggernaut armor yeah yeah i know i no, i mean like I mean, like how they do the Hulk, if that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You almost have to, otherwise it does yeah. look does look weird. Yeah, I want I want him gigantic, and they can explain it by that that stone. It just makes him a massive Hulk thingy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. Um. And it even works or... in a movie like Deadpool, where he can just be like, "Wait a minute, so a magic rock does that?" Right. Oh yeah. There's so many places you could go with that. Oh yeah. Um. And Black Tom Cassidy, he's a great character too. Um, you know, he, he I never expect I'd see him in a movie. <laughs> yeah. But that's fantastic. Right. Well, you know, they pulled Negasonic Teenage Warhead out of who who had one appearance in anything. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's true. Did you know, and I think we talked about this, that they traded her powers so that Guardians could use Ego the Planet? Yeah that's crazy <laughs> it's it's bizarre you... the kind of horse trading they that they have to do sometimes it's weird exactly oh yeah the um uh speaking of tom casting he's been in i read him recently in x-men blue which has been kind of a fun fun book him and the juggernaut are attacking like a yacht or something like that x-men blue is getting weird like it's the it's it's the original x-men that's that's taken out of time and put in the now now you know nowadays with gene and scott and right beast angel and stuff like that and they try i think they tried to put them back but they realized that these x-men are not the same x-men oh for god's sake be screwed up or something like that and this beast is diving deep into like magic like deep into magic and they're hinting at him kind of maybe turning into like dark beast or a bad guy because he's getting weird with the shit he's obsessing with um which would, has been kind of cool it's been I, kind of it's a really good x-men book uh if you're looking to read x-men x-men blue is probably my favorite out of the new bunch 
I would I would get back into Marvel right now if they said, hey, so next month we're going to start a new monthly. Uh, it's going to be called uh, Beast and Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. I would kill oh. for that. Oh, my God. I would kill for that book. It's Oh, man. It's good. It's the funny little things like where, where Jean Grey, where she'll say something to Beast and Beast are like, I thought you weren't supposed to be going in our heads. And she's like, I'm no, I'm not. And then you hear her in her head going like, I won't do it. And then him going good. And like it looks – you see – like the way they do the art in his face where he's just like – you know, he's like, I didn't tell her how deep I've been going. Like and you could – and it's hinted throughout the whole series. Like he opens up a portal to hell and stuff and they're like, what have you been doing, Beast, with your time? Because he's – instead <laughs> of becoming obsessed with science, he's becoming obsessed with magic where the other Beast went into like more like, you know – you know, I don't know, more into textbooks and stuff like that. He's going more into, like, dark magic. So it's, it's been getting interesting. I highly recommend that book. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. Rosie O'Dawson rumored to join the cast as Dr. Cecilia Reyes. Um, Henry Zaga uh, from 13 Re- Reasons Why is cast as Sunspot yeah, for, in, um, for in New-, New Mutants. Yeah. That's awesome. That's because um, because Rosario isn't already doing something with other Marvel characters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how they're going to do that. That's going to be so weird. Well, you know, if I mean, you know, I I imagine there's not a an exclusivity deal. Like she's free to do whatever job she wants. Oh, that's right. Still owned by Fox. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's cool. I'm trying to think of who he was in 13 Reasons Why. I, I think he's one of the jocks or something like that. Okay. I like I 13 Reasons Why was interesting. You haven't seen any of it? Not yet. It was good. I haven't finished it. Um I maybe got like four or five episodes left, but it was good. Um yeah, I think he's like one of the jocks or something like that in school. Did you see and I don't know if we talked about this? New Mutants is going to be a horror film. Yes, I meant to I meant to throw that in the notes. That's that's an interesting idea. Yes. If, if for no <laughs> other reason, then it's it's finally different for a change. Yeah, and that's what I guess they're uh, one of the articles I was reading. That's what they were talking about was like, you know, we have this opportunity to make something completely different than what we've been doing. Let's take it. And so, you know, it makes sense. It's got Wolf's Bane stuff in it, and it's got these. It's got teenagers with these crazy weird powers. So. What if it scared the shit out of them sure. when they got got the powers? And that would make sense if you suddenly turned into a werewolf type thingy. That would be frightening. Um, so yeah, that's or like you know, lasers pop out of your eyes, or you turn into the temperature of the sun, or whatever the hell sunspot does. <laughs> like <laughs> that would freak you out. <laughs> so that would be fun. Um, uh, you go ahead and take this next one here. Yeah. So in some really interesting news. Um... Gina Prince Bythewood, who directed the pilot for the Cloak and Dagger series they're doing on Freeform, okay. uh, is going to be directing Sony's. Uh, they're, they're doing a film called Silver and Black because writing Silver Sable and Black Cat was too much work. So they just went with the colors. So she's, right. she's doing that movie, uh, which, okay, Maybe cool. It's... Hey, go for it. How many Raiders fans do you think are going to go to the movies that movie theater that day? <laughs> Be like, yeah, the silver and black, let's go. Uh, and yeah. they stay and they're like, hey, this wasn't that bad. <laughs> right? They're going to come thinking it's football and, you know, they're going to see, you know, let's be honest, two of the biggest vixens in the Marvel Universe. 
So even though they may think it's false advertising, they're not going to be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's going to include, rumor has it, that it's going to include Spider-Woman, which would be really cool. That would be interesting. Well, because, I mean, they're, you know, Sony is hell-bent on this whole Sony Mm -hmm. Spider-Man universe. So, I mean, they're... It'd be kind of like they're birds of prey. Yeah. But, I mean, they're doing, they're still doing a Venom movie that has nothing to do with their current Spider-Man movie. Like, I don't... I don't understand how, like, is Silver and Black? We don't know if this is going to tie into to their current Spider-Man or not either. Yeah. it. I, you know, I hope it does. I hope it all ties in. It doesn't have to be directly, like, it doesn't, you don't have to have Tony Stark in Venom. You don't have to have Hulk in Silver and Black. I just want to mention just that it exists in the same universe. We see, we see, you know, Stark Tower in the background. I'm fine with that. Right. Keep its own separate thing, but make it connected. It, you know. Yeah, just it, it, at least connect it to their Spider-Man. Like yeah, they don't, yeah, exactly. I, I don't need to see the. I don't need to see the Avengers in in a in a Venom film or a Spider-Woman film, but right. just you know, give me give me a a at least pardon me a thin thread connecting these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's all I want. Yeah. The, Bingo. You nailed it. Um, but I think we're coming up against a break. Yep. Um, when we get back, we'll get into some more movie news and video games and TV and our topic. Again, you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And real fast, um, <laughs> do you see uh, the box office numbers for Baywatch? Yeah, I feel bad for The Rock because he was all excited about this movie. <laughs> And he yeah. was apparently the only one. Yeah, he was on. Um, I don't know. If he, I saw him on Twitter talking to like the Schmoes Nose guys, and also like on Instagram, he actually said it out loud, where he was like, "Fast and the Furious crossed over a billion um, for international release," and he goes, "And so did Baywatch." Said no one ever, and I was like, "Oh, he actually said that on his Instagram, like saying it out loud." <laughs> Yeah. He goes, I'm just kidding. We love the film. Hopefully it gets a audience internationally. And um, yeah, I mean, the reviews came back terrible for it. So yeah, I think that's what happened. People were like, no. And it's there's so many movies out. Like Pirates is out too. Which Did that do good? That Pirates killed. Pirates had what? The second biggest opening for its franchise, I think. Oh, it did? Pirates. Oh, okay. Especially internationally. Pirates cleared 300 internationally oh okay or uh, i guess worldwide i mean yeah oh yeah pirates cleaned up i guess what's the name of the movie i don't know uh was it uh pirates five dead is it dead men tell no yeah dead dead men tell no tales right it says that was enough to hardly top the u.s box office for the holiday event the film's four-day gross of 62 million was the lowest opening for the series since the original yeah are you sure but look at the look at the uh global numbers though oh okay maybe i'm looking at the wrong yeah thing you're just here. looking at domestic yeah domestic was eh, but worldwide it killed oh okay yeah what gotcha. are the uh yeah show me, what are the worldwide numbers real quick uh, uh i'm gonna look it up here um yeah it should i'm here. pretty sure it i'm pretty sure it killed worldwide i mean yeah, I, um, unless i was just reading a bunch of random bizarre articles but i because like that's that was the thing like that movie had very little buzz over here like i didn't actually hear or see much about it other than it got stolen like that was kind of it 
Yeah, um, it tops the box office, two hundred and seventy million. There it is. Yeah, yeah. So it, yeah, yeah, it did good. Um, uh, it's apparently got great reviews. Yeah, I and I think that's probably because most of the I think that's because all the old principals are back. Yeah, but, uh, man, I heard how in debt Johnny Depp was. Johnny Depp, really? Yeah, I heard he was crazy in debt. Like, he he's got a lot of uh, he doesn't have a lot of cash, but he's got a lot of things. You know that apparently he's gonna have to like sell a few homes or something like that. Um, oh, that's why apparently he came back and did this because he was like, hey, I could use some cash. <laughs> Eh, fair, you um, know, fair enough. Oh. Yeah, apparently, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I was. That's what I heard on a few yeah. podcasts. I was like, damn, I didn't know that. But um, hey, my my thing is really simple. If you're really rich and you want to just like throw away a million dollars, I'll take it. Right. <laughs> like, apparently, just... he has like a huge like he buys a shitload of wine every month, and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> this isn't gossip <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> but but yeah so you can see the I, I don't know. i'll eventually yeah. see pirates i haven't i didn't see the last one it was i mean yeah like it wasn't awful but it just wasn't it was if if they had done this as like a tv movie side story it would have been fine like it it just wasn't spectacular like you would yeah. hope. Uh, just, i don't know like i mean it was all right but you know. Yeah, I'm just, I, you know, the first few was like, okay, and then I was like, nope, I'm out. Ah, not for me. Um, but hey, not everything's for everybody. So. True, true. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, the summer, summer's been packed. I mean, we still, we got Wonder Woman coming out this week. Well, and hell, um, what else comes out this week? There's something else. Like, the Captain Underpants movie comes out this week. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's, but I mean, that's what's nuts. Like, nothing has any room to breathe during the summer. There's something mm-hmm. big every single week. Yep. And I, you That's know, some studios about. have to look at this and just say, you know what? We're just going to stake out March. <laughs> right. <laughs> like just, I would, I would so much rather have like spring break real estate to work with. It's like, well, you know, mm-hmm. fewer people are going to the movies. Well, if your movie's big enough, A, it'll work, you know, C, Deadpool. Right. But, you know, right. like also... If you're trying, don't cram it between, you know, I mean, Jesus, we've had Fast and Furious and, and, Guardians. and Pirates and Guardians and Wonder Woman and like all of this stuff in, you know, six, eight weeks. Like it's nuts. I went, I went and saw Guardians. Maybe was it, how many weeks has it been out? Maybe it was three or four weeks. It was just last week. Something I saw like Guardians. That, yeah. yeah. That long after it. And it was like in the middle of the day and, you know. It was, you know, it was not packed, but for the middle of a day showing like that <laughs> it is no business that many people in the theater. And, um, yeah. yeah, it was great. You know, um, that that's killing it. So, yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more, man. There's just way too many coming out at one time. We got and we still got the thing of the comic book films. We still have, you know, there's Alien Resurrection, but um, we have we Wonder Co- Woman's coming out, Spider-Man Thor, a- Alien Covenant. Alien Covenant. Well, I keep saying Resurrection. <laughs> it was not Resurrection. <laughs> I, you know, I hope, I hope it, not. Right? <laughs> no, no. This to like, I'll put this, and I heard someone say this. I'm totally stealing it, but it's totally true. This is the third best Alien film, which isn't saying much, I know, <laughs> but it's the third best one, I think, um, uh, compared to the others. Yeah, fair enough. Because the others, it's like a downhill after Aliens two. Yeah, pretty um, much. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. So Baywatch bombed. Um, uh, it showed the Batman and Harley Quinn trailer. Wanted to talk about that real fast. I thought the voice was terrible. I think it's, what, Bernadette from The Big Bang Theory that's doing it? Yeah. Oh, God, that was awful. I do not like what she did with it. Um, pay Tara Strong. Come and do it, please. <laughs> she does such a great job. Um, let's see here. We got... Did you see the trailer for Logan Lucky? It did. It did. Yeah. That was That was different like i didn't know anything about this and then i saw this and i was like okay well now i'm now i'm curious yeah um yeah it had who, who's in it again uh it has uh daniel craig channing tatum seth mcfarlane um adam driver um hillary swank they i i thought i saw someone compare it to like they said it was like a redneck oceans 11 see that's <laughs> if you that's an elevator pitch that's yeah. it. If that's how you can pitch your movie, this, you know, if if there, for whatever bizarre reason, happens to be anybody out there who who's into anything creative, that's that's an elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. That's it. You need you need. Okay, how long? Fifteen seconds. You can do it in one sentence. If you mm-hmm. can, I heard I was listening to script notes and one of their guests, who's a producer, and I forget which one it was. I want to say I think it was Aline Brosh McKenna who who said if you if you can sum up your script in one sentence that can be interesting right and there you go it's a redneck oceans 11 done sold i i want to hear more you know uh, my people will call your people and we'll do a formal pitch like that's right that's fantastic god oh yeah oh yeah absolutely um we got uh, some Godzilla 2 news. Uh, the teacher from Stranger Things, Randy Havens, um, joins the cast uh, for Godzilla 2, which is cool. I saw King Kong. Um, have you seen it yet? I haven't yet, but I want okay. to. I think it's – is it out digitally yet? I think it's out digitally. I think so. Uh, I'll, ch- I'll check after the show. Yeah, if it is, I'll watch it. Cause I, yeah, like, Kong. That, yeah, that was one I was like, oh, I want to see that, and then like just didn't. It just never, it was just like, it never happened. Oh yeah. I saw the dollar theater. It was fun. Um, there you go. Uh, yeah. And usually when it's at the dollar theater, it's either out on digital or right about to be out on digital. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fun. It was, um, you know, not to get into spoilers. It was weird at points. It was like, they're, uh, I don't know. It was odd just because you could tell they were like, how can we just get some explosions in here and some just crazy action? And yeah, no, there's z- like zero character development, zero, like nothing, you know, it was, I don't know. Um, uh, but it was a lot of action. It was a lot of fun. Um, I loved the Kong stuff. That was the most important stuff. And, you know, uh, I did like some of the characters in it. Um, but it was very Vietnam. Like that's the, that's, that's, like eerily apocalypse now like it it seemed by like scene. it yeah oh yeah they were like they i think they shot this where they shot apocalypse now <laughs> you know and it was in the 70s and it was very all the all the music all the it was like someone that might have been their elevator pitch was kong in apocalypse now <laughs> you know? hey there you go like okay tell <laughs> what do, what do you mean well, just, you know, think of Apocalypse Now, but instead of fighting the Viet Cong, they're looking for King Kong. Yeah, Okay, exactly. that's, all right. 
right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's different, um, to be sure. Oh. Uh, and the last bit of news um, was apparently Aquaman is going to take place after the Justice League. Wait. Hold on. What? Yeah. So. All right. No, I'm confused now. I just when I thought DC couldn't fuck things up any worse. What? <laughs> well, well, doesn't Justice League comes out before Aquaman, so that makes sense, right? Oh, does it? I I don't remember. <laughs> Justice League comes out this year. No, it doesn't. Sure, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it, it doesn't. I don't. No, I don't remember. Comes I out at the end of the year. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, Justice League definitely comes out this year. It comes out before Star Wars. Does it? Okay, I November seventeenth, two thousand seventeen. Okay, I didn't. I forgot. Yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah, yeah, no, Aquaman comes out next year, so um, that I guess they just confirmed that it does take place after Justice League. So, spoiler alert: Aquaman lives. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> right. Oh, Which looks great. I mean, that movie, everything I've seen from it, looks cool. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you what has has given me a little hope is the that Wonder Woman is getting really good reviews. Oh yeah, let's talk about that for I'm, just a minute. Man. I'm I'm thrilled. I'm stunned, but I'm I'm thrilled. Like I'm genuinely excited. I'm glad. Like the from what I keep seeing is that they're like, "Hey, you know what? It's not the greatest movie ever made, but especially by comparing it to what's come before it, it's awesome." Right. <laughs> right. right. Hell yeah, man. And it, it, I'm glad, I guess, if any of them was as good of reviews as it's getting, I'm glad it's Wonder Woman because yeah. she deserves it. Like, we've seen a million Batman. We've seen a million Superman films. Who cares? They're going to keep making those until the end of time. Right. Wonder Woman is way more important. Um, and I'm glad that it, it nails it. Um, I wonder uh, – I, I just – I. I wish we had an Alamo draft house around here so that I could go support them. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you... you couldn't go support them <laughs> for that opening, but oh but yes, I, I get what you're yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> right, right. But I, I, I totally agree with you that people are crazy. People are lost their minds. It's just fucking. Go madness. to any other showing, like let... right. oh, oh my god, who? Let them celebrate the fact that we've not actually had a Wonder Woman movie. I'm sure there's right. there's somebody who's gonna dig up like there was a TV movie or like a. Uh, their version of like a direct-to-video movie way back in the day or something but right. for for all intents and purposes we have not had this is this is a giant first it is historic <laughs> it is important and there I, I completely support what alamo draft house is doing and i think it's hysterical watching the backlash prove their point the insecurity yes it's of, a, oh my god of some people jesus uh, and Don Cheadle had the best response of all of all people to 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 just kind of pop up and do this um, mm-hmm. when, you know, because they were like, well, what if, you know, what if men decided we wanted to just get together and celebrate just men only? And Don Cheadle said, yeah, that's called the planet. Right. <laughs> just walk outside <laughs> yes. and exist because that's the and world we live in right now. Get the fuck over it, man. If you're right. these are the same people who talk about how so many people get butthurt over everything and yet here they are. Like I'm just right. just get the fuck over yourselves, man. It's 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 a showing of a movie. 
Yeah. And really? I like how the, the draft house is like, we've heard your responses and we're going to do multiple ones now. Yes. <laughs> like New York and all these other places. And I was like, yes, that's yes. awesome. We've, we've heard everything that you've said about this. We've taken all your comments into careful consideration. And that's why we're adding more screenings. Yes, <laughs> yes. absolutely. Good for them. Hell yeah. Good for them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I, I, you know, I, it, now, you know, we, we've been just, you know, just kind of done with DC for a while when it comes to the movies. But, you know, this, I'm so glad that this is getting good reviews and I'll be seeing it this week. I'm sure you will be too. I, yeah, um, I'm going to, I'm going to try to see it probably to probably Tuesday. I always do my, cause you know me, I do. I like my, I like my middle of the week early shows right. cause there's nobody else there except for That's something true. like I'll be at the midnight for the last Jedi, of course. But you know. yeah, I see I'm torn. I love midnight showings because that energy in a room it's like no other yeah um it, everyone's excited when they're excited that, that was the difference between guardians with a room full of people who weren't that interested the the laughs weren't there when they were there the first night you know the excitement the all the ooh the all of that none of that's there on a crowd that's three weeks later true is there because they're like well this i guess seeing wonder woman a week later or you know that weekend technically um that's not bad. But if you wait like three weeks, the audience there is like thinking about buying new sunglasses and stuff. Pretty much, yeah. While Drax is being funny. Yeah. <laughs> but we got to take a quick break, uh, I think. How are we doing with time? Uh, we've got like a minute. All right. I think. Well, what is, is there any <laughs> other t- movie news before we uh, before we had to break here? Let's let's. I was I was trying to think of something. I can talk about the the greatest awful movie I've seen lately real quick. Sure, yeah. Because my girl and I couldn't decide on a movie to watch, so I said, all right, fine, I'm just going to scroll through Netflix until I find something. And I found something that had four words I never thought I'd ever actually say in my life. Christian Mingle, the movie. What? It was amazing. <laughs> it was it was, it was. was actually not as awful as it should have been. Uh, it was bad, don't get me wrong, but there was there was at least one scene in there in particular where I was like, this writing is brilliant. Like it's they're you know it's fairly by the numbers and you know you know what you're getting as soon as you <laughs> you you see the title, but there's it, the 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 female lead is an ad executive basically, and goes <laughs> on this whole tangent about this this hair growth product, and it's like oh shit I don't have any pitches for this product <laughs> I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing with it's like surprise you have to pitch this. And she throws one idea out there, and it's crap. But her, the the second one they do is just magnificent. It is a, and I'm serious. Like it's it's just so balls out. Like they ran with this when they wrote it, and she ran with this when she acted it. It's a genuinely phenomenal scene. In what the hell did I just watch of a movie, basically? Right. But it was so bizarre. It was like this scene is really well acted and really well written and fantastically directed but you know i mean the rest of the movie is just hey what do you expect it's called christian mingle the movie you know what it's <laughs> right. gonna be all right well i, I jotted that one to you yeah. <laughs> that should be interesting all right well with that said we'll take a quick break <laughs> again you're listening to we geek podcast on the n.fm we'll see you guys all in a minute welcome back to we geek podcast on the n.fm and we're getting some video game news 
Um, and of course, the big story of this week is Far Cry 5. Yes. Now, didn't we talk... Now, I remember talking about Montana. <laughs> Weren't we talking about Montana not too long why, ago? Why is it you make one fucking joke about Montana and, and it c- keeps coming back to haunt us? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I said, what, what would... You know, I said something like Montana would be boring or something like that. Right. It was like there's um, something... I don't even remember the context, but that was kind of the, the gist of it. Yeah, and, you know, a uh, good friend of the show, Jake, it was quick to remind me how he goes, yes, it's beautiful, and yes, it's boring. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, just there's, you know, the, the amount of people in the state of Montana and how big it is compared to, like, you know, a city like San Francisco. Yeah. And how many people are in a small area compared, you know, it's insane. Um, I think there's just a couple million people in Montana. I could be wrong. Um, but... That is where Far Cry 5 takes place. Um, it is... Let's see here. So in the trailer... Um, have you seen the trailer? I have. It's... Yeah. Yes. Also oh, good. So it's apparently like a cult. Um, I can't get directly to the page because Forbes has the worst website. Um, it's, it's, it's awful uh, sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, it's terrible. Um, it's it's um, basically like a... It's, it's a crazy religious cult. Yes. Way back in the woods, it's survivalist, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the kind of lunatic, it's, you know, it's, when you think of, like, what are the crazies in Montana probably like, this is probably mm-hmm. what comes to mind. Right, where for, you know, I, I liked how, I think it was the director that was talking about it, one of the things he was like, imagine a place where, you know, uh, um, obviously they are spinning their own version of their own religion out of christianity and stuff like that and they're they are uh creating their own cult they are forcing baptism and all this other crazy stuff uh and it's like what what if there was this place where they said you know don't trust the government um and trust us instead instead of you know and then be literally becoming a dictator out of it uh and they said that they're you know what if there are places like that that could exist in the united states of all places uh if there was no one around if the police were in on it you know who 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 knows uh how far that could go and you know you're in this big open space you could feel isolated yeah um and you know he went on about like sitting he's like going to montana and sitting down in a bar and he wanted this he wanted this to be like a story that you could hear in a bar one day about this this crazy town where this stuff started happening and there was nothing they could do about it. And, um, a lot of the trailer videos were cool with like the preacher where he was like, he was like loading his shotgun and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, the, they've, the sheep have strayed and all this other stuff. It was, it was cool. And it's basically like a town wanting a few members of the town who've had enough of the craziness and they want to take it back. Um, which could be really interesting. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I, I guess I'm proven wrong because I'm glad it's not just uh, another island, you know. Right. Like, we've, I mean, because we've had, you know, the first Far Cry was an island. The second Far Cry was, what, Africa or the Middle East or something like that? Like, it was... Yeah. I mean, I jumped on with Far Cry 3. Yeah. Like, it was... And it was Far, an island. Yeah. Far Cry 2, I think, was kind of more military-ish. Like they, okay. if I remember right now, maybe I may be very off here, but it was kind mm-hmm. of leaning towards more of a Call of Duty kind of vibe. 
of, okay. of like less, you know, there was still, there was still nuttiness to it for sure, but it was, it was mm-hmm. more of a military ish kind of thing. I don't, yeah, I didn't African pl- landscapes such as desert jungles and savannas. Yeah. And then like, it kind of got away. It went more mainstream than the original Far Cry. That's what I was looking for. Right. And so then right. with three, they were like, okay, you know what? Far Cry 2, eh, we hear you. We heard you. So they mm-hmm. went full-on island crazy again, and it was awesome. Loved it. Uh, right. And then, you know, Far Cry 4 was like, hey, now they're in Tibet. Everybody's crazy. And we're just like, you guys just kind of, you know, swapped out the location from 3. And that was mm-hmm. more or less it. Um, the Himalayans and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. And and Primal was interesting. Primal was, was like, hey, you know, the animal oh, stuff, yeah. we're going to go nuts with that. Okay, well, that's different. All right. It was a total detour. I, I imagine Far Cry f- Primal was essentially like an expansion pack where kind of like what they did with the one for three. Blood Dragon. Yeah. Blood Dragon. I imagine it started out like that. And then they were like, no, we could do a whole game like this. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. Uh, yeah, and f- which is which was awesome. Yeah. I I I am I didn't finish it, but I still own it. Um, yeah, might get back to that one day. Um, but this is a totally different direction. Yeah. Uh, you know, after Primal, I think people were like, they could take this whole Far Cry and go anywhere. They could go to like feudal Japan or something. You know, they could do anything with it. Um, and so and so, they decided to put it in modern day America, in Montana. Yeah, and there's fuck, and there's you know, all kinds of room and no nobody really around like i love that um mm-hmm. some people didn't but oh yeah oh God. there was an uproar because Sp- speaking uh, of the people everyone on the cover was white uh including the sinner that was clearly being you know yeah punished for something my my, um, my favorite thing in the whole and there's like because there's a petition because of course there's a petition um mm-hmm. to to alter or change the villains or whatever and there was one that really made me laugh, and I can't remember the exact wording, but the general idea of it was that this idea of a crazy anti-government backwoods militia cult doesn't just have white members, there can also be Mexicans. <laughs> that was in the actual line, and I was like, "Have you? Are you out of your? F- how stupid do you fucking have to right. be? <laughs> right? Like, right. no, I'm sorry. Look, I it, white people, this is us, man. These are our crazies. This is it. Right. We have to own this. Like, this is what our crazies right. are. We point at everybody else. This is our crazies. Own it. Just deal with it. Right. Oh, hey, look, these yeah. people are nuts. Big. That it's... should be the beginning and end of it. These people are just." completely out of their fucking minds it's a fictional story and let the bad guys be whoever the creators wanted them exactly. to be like it, it to me that that's such bullshit you know I, I saw a twitter comment that said something along the lines of could you imagine if they're uh, if they did this with like muslims or someone like that and i was like go play call of duty because yeah. like if that's what you want it's been around forever you know um this isn't anything new it, it makes sense that if there was a religious militia in montana that they would be white yeah like it it would be odd if they were you know uh a bunch of mexicans or a bunch of you know i don't know 
African Americans. Like, it would make it wouldn't make sense. Right. Uh, it makes sense that it's a bunch of white, you know, white people, and that's okay. Speaking as a white guy, that's fine. I can't wait to play this and murder all of them <laughs> in this fictional game. Like it's so stupid. It makes no sense to me. Um, I... you know, the the people that get upset about that, I think, um maybe identify a little bit with with them maybe i don't know uh, i you know and, and they feel that it this some way is an attack on them uh, yeah, uh a, a little too close to home he thinks but, yeah you know, i mean like, that's yeah. the only thing i can think of because you know when i hear someone talking about like geeks and nerds and stuff like that i get a little bit offended because that hits home for me right you know um and i'm thinking maybe that's what's happening with them because they're like wait a second wait a second you know and this is an attack on religion these obviously is a cult you know what i mean it's a spun out twisted version of of that um and that's that that is so much the the point that they're missing is that these people have have perverted all of these ideas that maybe it's like yeah i don't trust the government okay great are you going to hold an entire town hostage in the name (laughs) of your own twisted religion because you don't like taxes well, no. Right. Well, then shut the fuck up. Like, right. Just... Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Madness. You know, if, if they're, yeah. So, it, you know, the, it, that's dumb to me. If Far Cry was going to put the game, you know, you know, kind of, I guess, in the middle of Africa, it would make sense that the the people of that region would be in the game. It Here's... makes sense that Montana, the people that live there, are going to be in that game. Here's um, the, so here, and here's the flip side of this. I remember Resident Evil 5. When people got upset because, oh my god, you're killing black zombies. The game's set in Africa. What right, do you, right. What yeah, do you exactly. want? What do you expect? Like, this, <laughs> you you know, they're, oh, I don't like being one of these people who, who constantly yells at people who get offended at shit. But sometimes right. you're just being stupid. And this is one of those times. Right, right. It's, just, a, it's a game. It's yeah. just a game. If you want, if you don't want to, you know, if you want, ugh, it's just so stupid. There's yeah. so many other games with other villains that you can go through and do whatever you want with. Let, 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 this seems fresh and new and I personally can't wait for it. I think it's good. You know, I, I cursed my words about Montana not too long ago because <laughs> this looks awesome. There's going to be bears and like, uh, you know, uh. the, the little teaser trailers leading up to it were really cool where yeah, that was, it neat. was like, yeah. Oh yeah, it was like the river, and it looked peaceful and calm and beautiful. And then there's a body in it, and there's one where it's like almost like a, a like a plane's flying over, and a lot of space, a lot of land. And then the the you, you hear the, the 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 bell ringing in the clock tower of the church or whatever, the steeple. And then you realize that it's someone's banging someone's head up against the bell. <laughs> like it looks cool. I can't I can't I'm, I can't wait to see what they do with it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's gonna be interesting. I swear um, to God, if if Watch Dogs Three is set in Montana, I'm quitting show business. Like I'm done. <laughs> right, right. I'm exactly. so done. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the 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 shitty thing is it comes out in February. So that sucks. I think it's because it all leaked. Like this week, they were like, "Hey, Assassin's Creed's in Egypt. You know, Far Cry Five is in Montana, and I forgot what are the other things they leaked, but." They were like, okay, well, we might as well just announce it all. I, I imagine this was going to be saved for E3, but yeah. because it all got out there, which is fine. I mean, E3 is going to be packed anyway with a bunch of crazy news. This is It's kind of better this got out beforehand, I think. Yeah, I kind of like that. It's got, it's like, got everyone talking. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, that's, yeah. what, that's what E3 needs is buzz. 
Right. Right. Oh yeah, man. I, the one thing I want from me three this year, and by the way, that's what we're going to talk about next week. Um, we'll talk about that again at the end of the show, but, um, our big topic next week is going to be our predictions, what we want to happen. Um, uh, that kind of stuff. And my, my number one thing is it's so simple. I want Nintendo to say today, the virtual console is released. That's it. That's all I want. I want, I want some old games on that system. Um, but yeah, let's get in. You go ahead and take the next one here. Yeah. So, uh, over at Square Enix, they've moved production, uh, of the Final Fantasy VII remake totally in-house. Uh, they were working with, I can't remember who, was it CyberConnect too, I think? I think you're right, yeah. I think that's who they were working with. But, uh, yeah, Naoki Hamaguchi said that, uh, they were, they were just could do it all in-house. That way they had total control over it and everything. Um... And I keep seeing like so many people getting upset, like, oh, they're delaying it again. They're delaying it again. This is a giant freaking project. I'm okay with them taking their time on this. I've waited a very long time for this. I don't mind if it's a few more years out. I'm okay. I really am. <laughs> right. Wouldn't this make it faster if they were working on it in-house? Or... I would I would think at least a little bit. I mean, I know they're right. working on some other stuff too. Like, they've got Kingdom Hearts 3 that they're working on. They're still doing some Final Fantasy 11 stuff. Or, uh, not 11, 14. Uh, I'm sure they've still got support and, and I don't know if there's any other content coming out for 15 or not. But, right. you know, I mean, I know they're working on all of these things, but I'm I am totally cool with them just bringing it all under their umbrella. I'm good with that. Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll yeah. take I'll take the extra time if this because here's the thing, and this is something that I am glad to see that Square Enix has shown that they understand. If they screw this up, the backlash will be eternal and unforgiving. Yeah. They cannot screw this up. And there's a difference between you know, they're not gonna please everybody. Not gonna happen. But there's right. a there's a difference between not pleasing everybody and screwing up and they know they cannot screw this up this is too big and they're you can tell that they're aware of it that they know like if if this goes wrong they're fucked and they know it (laughs) oh yeah yeah now i don't really have much to add to it because i mean final fantasy 7 i don't know i i know everyone's excited for it um but um you know i'll play it when it comes out yeah. kind of thing um it doesn't you know that and like kingdom hearts like i i never i i really should pick up the kingdom hearts on uh ps4 because it uh when i tried to play it on the playstation 3 the controls were just god awful and i heard they fixed that yeah so. that's that's what i heard too and i and that's good because yeah they were yeah oh yeah. old old kingdom hearts controls were not good. Going back to that was like fucking time machine. To, <laughs> you can't even t- you turn right with like the L one and R one. It was just terrible. Yeah, it was. Um, it was strange. We uh to, to kind of round out some video game news. We got um, Smash Brothers uh, leaked uh, a rumor. This you know this could be real. It could be not. It could be a very very crazy good quality um, fake, but. What, from what I can see, and I think you've seen the images too, it looks awesome. Um, yeah, if, if I, I would, if these are if these are faked, then Nintendo needs to hire these people to do graphic design for them because they're awesome. Oh yeah, it's it's awesome. Now I don't know if these are the same levels that are in the old Smash Brothers game, 
I didn't play the old Smash Brothers game because uh, I didn't have a Wii U, um, and I didn't buy it on 3DS because it just didn't seem like a 3DS kind of game. Yeah. Um, but it looks it looks beautiful. It looks like like it looks like Smash Brothers. Um, so I don't know if it's like a definitive edition version of that. Um, that would make more sense than releasing a Smash Brothers game like uh, like one or one year out, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, but I mean, I I don't know, cause like Smash Brothers for Wii U did really well because it's Smash Brothers. That's but it would be too soon for like Smash Brothers the next one, right? I, I don't think so. I mean, God, Smash they usually come out like four or five years apart, right? Well, but I mean, you know, they they I don't know, but with the Wii U and Switch stuff, it's been kind of weird, cause there was also yeah. like it was Wii and Wii U, and now it's Wii U and Switch. Like it's it's weird, and I I think. The idea of doing something new to to say, okay, here we're moving on now. I think mm-hmm. that's that's good. And here's the other thing: that's gonna sell units. Oh yeah, that's gonna sell systems like crazy. That is absolutely a killer app for the Switch, no question. Yeah, because I mean, every Switch is two players right out of the gate, right out of the gate. So you can sit down with your buddy yeah. and play this game um, right out of the gate. So that's, you know, play with someone sitting right next to you on the, on the bus or train or whatever. Like that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it looks great. It looks, it looks like smash brothers. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, man. Uh, God, I want, I want a virtual console. Nintendo is going to be the one I pay attention to the most at E3 because we've heard, you know, I don't know. I feel like we've heard about what what the next two or three years are going to be like for Sony and Microsoft and everything. Yeah, not, um, not so much with Nintendo. Nothing with Nintendo. We don't know anything after Mario at the end of this year. Yeah. So I hope that Nintendo, you know, I, I imagine it's going to be heavy uh, Mario Odyssey. But I want... I want to know what's next and I want to know what the virtual console is going to look like because there, you know, there's a lot of these virtual games like the uh, Disney morning cartoon, whatever it was uh, that they released not out there yet. You know, mega mega man collections not out there yet. I imagine all of these are being held for that. Um, But we got to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get into some TV news and then we'll get into our big topic of the week. Uh, again, you're you're listening to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And we left off with uh, some video game news. Now we're going to talk about TV real fast. And uh, before we get into TV, though, let's actually talk about what we uh, kind of just saw. Um, uh, Marvel Comics this summer, um, because they're just – they love events. <laughs> um, there's going to be a Venom event. I think it's going to be called what Venomverse. Venomverse, yeah, like how they did Spiderverse. Yes. Um, now, do we know um, kind of the summary of what this is going to be, or? Uh, I mean, Eddie Brock's going to be at the center of it. I read that. Yeah, because he came back as Venom in uh, issue one fifty, which was. Yeah, Colin Bunn, I think is is heading it. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. Didn't he do Harrow County? I think he did. Yes. Oh, then I am way more excited for this now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of indies, I, I picked up uh, Wicked and the Divine as like my free graphic novel from a comic shop. Oh, nice. Uh, Good choice. Good choice. Last week. Because that was one of them I never read. He had like, he had, uh, you know, Saga and a few of the other ones that I've read. But that was one I was like, oh, well, I haven't read that. So that's it. <laughs> but yeah. So um, yeah, Colin Bunn is, is heading this. I think uh, 
you said that if Spider Verse was saving Private Ryan, uh, the Venom Verse is Die Hard. Yeah, that was what Devin Lewis said, which I thought was hysterical. That's cool. That's it's, cool. It looks like it's going to have a lot of Venoms in it. And I I'm, I love looking at like some of the uh, like they've got this giant banner image of of things. But mm-hmm. the thing that's interesting is it seems like uh, there's the, even the porker one. Yeah, there's a pork. What was it? What is it? Pork pork grind from the the Spider Ham universe. It oh looks like. The idea here is that the, uh, you remember Poison? Yeah. Yeah. That the, the, the multiverse versions of Poison are the, are the enemies. Mm -hmm. So you have all the Venoms teaming up to fight all the different Poisons. And it's like, I'm seeing artwork for Poison Hulk. They've got, uh, they've got Venom Black Panther. They've got what the hell? They got is it? Venom Rocket Raccoon. It looks like. Yeah. Well, they had him in. Uh, they had him in Guardians at one point. Right. They had, right. which was just nuts. Um, they've got Old Man Logan Venom, which is like yeah. that looks. I would. I would do. I would pay for a statue of that. That looks just gorgeous. Oh yeah. Um, they have the zombie Venom. They've got zombie Venom. They've got uh, Venom Gwenpool. Mm-hmm. They've got there was. It's just the it's T-Rex. insane. They've got T-Rex Venom from Old Man Logan. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's nuts, the things that they have in here. They've got zombie Venom, you know, because of course they do. They've Flash got Thompson. Flash Thompson. Will be yeah. Like it's number two or something. <laughs> yeah, they've got, they've got Ghost Rider Venom. They've just, I mean, this is just, this is just insane. They even have that weird one with like six heads. Yeah, which I, wasn't he from, he, I remember he was from, what was it, Web of Shadows, I think? From the video, from one of the Spider-Man video games, I think. I just remember seeing him, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. They're... I was. I mean, I think you were way more into Venom and stuff like that than I was, because you're you're the Spider-Man guy. You're, yeah. This is your this is your ballpark. This, um, yeah, like this. Now I'm interested. Now I'm like, okay, yeah. I've got to I've got to go back and pick up Venom again and see what the hell's going on, because okay. this is just this is insane. I always thought he was visually. St- just awesome to look at such a cool character to draw as well yeah uh the 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 character design of venom to me is probably the best of all spider-man stuff um and what they did with it so i can't wait the so you know i yeah that that looks that looks awesome (laughs) i can't wait man yeah that's that's just gonna be so cool like i just like i just happened to see that and i was like man i gotta talk about this it's just god it's so good so when's that come out june june yeah because they're starting with with edge of venom verse like they did edge of spider verse so yeah. that's i just it's this just gonna be cool like i can't wait it should be start yeah. which you know if you're listening to this as it airs uh which june is today so it's gonna be like in the next couple of weeks i think yeah yeah june 28th is edge of venom verse nice so at the end of end of the month be four month. four weeks yeah and it looks great. Like the cover of the first one. I'm showing a few different ones. One of five. Got like uh, X23 and a bunch of other people. Yeah, so. I think the idea is like each of the like that big like banner image they showed is gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where like it's all variant covers and you put them together and, and you get the picture. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Oh, that's yeah, I can't be, wait for that. That's going to be so cool. Yep, yep, yep. Um, did you – okay, so let's get into some TV news real fast. Did you see the uh, Castlevania uh, trailer Yeah. for Netflix? That's, I, I was surprised. I was like, that looks really cool. Very anime, very awesome. Yeah. Be, uh, I don't know much about – castlevania who those characters were but well looks uh, great. you know the the basic you know castlevania is basically dracula versus fill in a first name here belmont like it's it's dracula go. versus the belmont family forever pretty much <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah well um the last bit of news here is going to kind of take us into our big topic um uh apparently warner brothers uh and amblin television and Steven Spielberg. Well, because Am- report- yeah, Amblin is his company. Yeah. Right, right. Is reportedly developing a reboot for the Animaniacs. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, what happened was they put it on Netflix and apparently they got, like, Netflix shared with them their private statistics or whatever they do whenever they want to feel good about something. And it was yeah. like, yeah, this shit is bananas. Like it's it's yep. huge on Netflix. Oh, Animaniacs was huge when we were a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you think they're gonna get any of the original voice actors back? I th- I think they could. I think they absolutely could. I I yeah. gotta believe they'd be down for it. I'm I'm oh yeah. I'm gonna say something that sounds insensitive, but I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they're all still alive. They are. I thought so. Oh yeah. Like I I know uh I know Rob Paulson had a had a bout with i think it was throat cancer over the i think the last year yeah but uh he's because he started his podcast back up again with a thing about it but he's 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 back and ready to go uh maurice lamarche is always down he's he's always doing something uh Mm -hmm. you know tress mcneil like that whole they could get that whole crowd back yeah yeah i think so i i think that would be awesome Get those voices back, those iconic, you know, every anyone our age, um, if oh, you're yeah. right around oh, 30, yeah. uh, you knew Animaniacs. Yeah, that that block of television, that block of programming was awesome, and that's kind of what wanted we wanted to talk about for a big topic this week, uh, is you know just the anim the, the the cartoon shows we watched as kids, you know, like I guess it would be what the 90s cartoons we would call it. Yeah, pretty much. 90s early 2000s i guess yeah, but maybe, yeah and 90s maybe, is, maybe some 80s it, you know maybe like, some 80s it, yeah it, it depends the, on the cartoons of our childhood basically yeah 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 um and if you're anywhere around our age you watch some of these and <laughs> i mean i guess you know we could start with like just animaniacs and just how awesome that was um you know a lot of the it felt like i don't remember seeing a show like that before where you know, uh, it was kind of like, it was kind of like, I don't know. Um, I guess Tiny Toons was kind of like it, but I don't know. It was like they were trying to go off of the Looney Tunes, but it was just, it's, it, to me, it, it was just so much better, if that makes sense. Yeah. It was, it was um, definitely an attempt to be kind of an updated Looney Tunes show. It was like a relevant Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Pinky in the brain and, <laughs> um just the crazy characters like the nurse um uh ralph the security guard um uh yeah it was 
you know, the, it was just, it was great. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I absolutely loved it. What about you? You had, I mean, you had Mindy and Buttons. You had, mm-hmm. you had uh, Slappy and Skippy. You had my, my, one of my favorite segments was good idea, bad idea. Oh yeah. Those were, those were hysterical, but just God, I love that show. I love, I love, I love that show. And so many Don't of those. about Freakazoid. Freakazoid, which spun off yeah. from that. Yes. So much. Yes. That yep. was, that was one that like, I want to see more of that. Bring back Freakazoid. Freakazoid was awesome. It Freakazoid, was, absolutely. the problem was that Freakazoid came too late. It was mm-hmm. targeted at us at a time where we were finally starting to move away from that. Right. You, if you did Freakazoid right now, there would be a huge pop for that. And it, and you don't have to put it on broadcast, you know, put it on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. But I yeah. guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will get a huge pop for it. Hell, they're bringing back Invader Zim. Bring back Freakazoid. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. I loved when they... um. You know they they did the they did what all of the all of the countries of the world they did the capitals I think yep. uh, in the states they did the presidents oh. they did yeah they've done oh yeah Animaniacs music was great like some of those songs oh. were ridiculously clever oh absolutely they did I think absolutely. my my favorite was the one they did about Variety magazine and it was basically just kind of taking the piss out of of Hollywood people who are like oh yeah well you know. These, this is the lingo they use in Variety, so we all have to use this lingo, even though none of us have a clue what it actually means. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Um, did you know that they originally started out as ducks? I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, before they became, like, the dog-like species things that they are. Yeah. Um, they were ducks. Which I thought was interesting because I think they were kind of seriously just trying to riff off of, you know, uh, you know, like the Disney cartoons and Looney Tunes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it, you know, uh, they they were on Kids WB right, but I remember them being on Fox, I think. Right. I I I only remember them from Kids WB. Okay. Okay, here, yeah, Fox Kids Air episodes one through sixty nine, WB seventy through ninety nine. Okay, so it it's and then of course Fox they Kids. just replayed it a million times after. Sure, that the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I remember them coming out of the the Warner Brothers, um, uh, the water you know, tower, the yeah, water tower, yeah. So makes sense. Um, but yeah, man, that that was a cartoon. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, what are some other year? What are some other good? ones that you remember as a kid okay um i mean we've got to talk about nicktoons like yeah like all of them (laughs) all of them yeah well i mean let's start out with the big one rugrats right yeah rug rugrats and doug were kind of the two pillars that the that that nicktoons was founded on basically yes oh yeah Um, i mean yeah i mean rugrats oh man i remember just watching that forever yeah um you know before like i don't know that that uh that was great you know just the little adventures they'd get on uh, i think i watched it up until the point where he had a brother yeah like when ar- i bounced yeah like around the time the movie came out yes yeah yeah that's, right. that's when i bounced and that's when i was like oh i'm gonna watch more 
the Simpsons and King of the Hill and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, by that point, it had been, what, eight, nine years? Yes. God, I mean, Rugrats, oh, yeah. Rugrats ran, I think, for eight, I think, eight seasons. Damn. I think. I may, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it went for a while. Yeah. I mean, if they, oh, yeah. I mean, hell, they just renewed SpongeBob for a 12th, so, I mean. Jesus. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know. The, well, they had Rugrats, they had Doug. Doug's awesome. You know, the Beats. Um, the Beats! <laughs> Skeeter. Um, man, yeah, that show. Oh, um, Doug. Th- here was the thing that was great about Doug and Rugrats, was that it was all about imagination. Mm-hmm. That's what was great. Yep. It was about taking things that, 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 were, that were almost trivial, but they mattered. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, we got to be, you know, Chucky's got to be potty trained. Yeah, but he's terrified of the body. And it, you know, but, but there was imagination to it. Every time they went into Stu's workshop, it was, you know, that was just license for them to cut loose and do whatever the hell they wanted. Oh yeah. But, oh yeah. And Doug was the same way. It was like, this is a kid who's just, who is just daydreaming. And that was, you know. Patty mayonnaise. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and he played banjo um, and it was just like he was like they were it, it was interesting it was different it was it, it, uh, i i don't want to say they don't make them like that anymore because i don't watch i don't watch current cartoons but for cartoons for kids today are not like they were for us and i know no, that's no. that's a i know it's a stupid sounding thing to say i'm aware of that but yeah. You know, it's just, uh, yeah. They're not. They're what about not... uh, Rocco's Modern Life? Rock Rocco was the great subversive Nicktoon. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. so adult. Or you go back and watch it now, and you're like, "Holy shit! Did I watch that when I was like five? Are you kidding me?" Right, right. Oh, absolutely. Ren and Stimpy, right. same kind of thing. Yeah, and that that was the proto Nicktoon because Ren and Stimpy, yep. I. I'm pretty sure predated Doug and Rugrats, I think by a season or came out like at the same time. Yeah. And it was, yeah, that they got weird. Yeah. They, they got, got some, really weird. That, that was Our one Real that monsters. Our Real monsters was great. I remember the Halloween that, 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 that came out it was awesome. Yep. I always have the image of the intro and how like the letters were the monsters. And yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was a show. That was Um, was a strange show. And you notice how nobody... Nobody freaked out that their big headmaster, the Gromble, who had four legs, wore red stilettos. Yeah. I mean, just like bright ruby red high heels. And nobody said a word. Nothing. No. It was just a thing. It didn't matter. Nobody cared. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. It, <laughs> Simpler times. What a great show. It, it, and it was. It was another thing about that was, that was an interesting show about exploration and tolerance at its heart. Mm-hmm. Was like, hey, oh, yeah. you know, not everything is all that bad. I still have to scare humans, but you know, eh, the world isn't <laughs> such a crazy, whacked out place after all. Right. Right. Um, now, do they show any of this still on television? There's, there is a block of, there used to be a Nicktoons channel, and I don't think there is anymore. 
No, there. I don't think so either. I, I think they used to have it, and I'm reading it like final dates for some of these. It's really sad. Yeah. Because they, they all got replaced with like other stuff that I've never heard of. Um, but I mean, let's. There was Cat Dog. There was Angry Beavers. Uh, I loved Ang- I loved Angry Beavers, and Kablam was kind of the end of where. That was where I started to taper off with Nicktoons. Yeah, um, same here. And and Nicktoons is actually still a channel. It's actually still oh, okay, its own yeah. channel. Yeah. Yeah, but the the stuff they show, like I'm looking at like animated series. It's like Rabbids Invasion. Yeah. P- pig goat banana cricket. I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> the fairly odd parents I've heard of. Yeah. Harvey Bright Beaks. I- I've never heard of any of these things. But I think we're coming up against a break, right? Yeah. And when we get back, we'll get more into some of our uh, favorite cartoon shows as a kid. Again, you listen to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. We'll see you guys all in a minute. Welcome back to We Geek Podcast on the N.FM. And we were talking about our favorite animated shows as kids. Um, and I think we're kind of, I mean, what, what other uh, Nicktoons before we move on um, uh, can you think of? Uh, There's Cat Dog, The Wild Thornberries. I never really watched. I love The Wild Thornberries. And I remember, yeah. I remember Cat Dog, the first. This was interesting because the first episode of Cat Dog was actually shown before some movies. And I can't remember oh, which okay. movies, but they aired it like it was a trailer, kind of. Like they aired it during that space. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like it was like a five or six minute short. It was it was more like a short film than a than an actual episode. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, I I do, and it was awesome because it was high, like the animation was was gorgeous on on a big screen. Okay, but I remember that. I, I think Angry Beavers was my favorite by far. I think of all the Nicktoons, probably Rugrats would be my favorite yeah. if I had to pick one. Um, I think we were just right at the right age for that. Yeah, it was it was um, perfect time for us, and I mean you know towards. You know, you had ones like Invader Zim. You had As Told by Ginger, which was surprisingly socially conscious. Like that right. was that was where they they were like, okay, our audience is starting to grow up. Here's our way to to reach them, and it was a great idea. But I don't think it panned out the way they wanted because it kind of like what what you were talking about. By that mm-hmm. point, you were moving towards like King of the Hill and Simpsons and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's when I geared more towards that. Um, uh, is there any more Nicktoons you want to talk before we get into like some of the WB or some of the Fox or some of the Cartoon Network? Uh, I mean, we can't stress how big Hey Arnold was like that, you know? Oh yeah. My, the best Hey Arnold episode was when they took over the classroom. Didn't, aren't they bringing that back? Yeah, they are. They're doing a movie. Yeah. They're doing a, a, a direct to, to video animated movie. That's gonna yeah, kind of hey the jungle movie. Yeah, like it's gonna tie everything up, basically. That's and, cool. And I, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, two part animated TV movie, awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, Hey Arnold was great. You know, they that's when I think that's when they did grow up a little bit with the cartoon. They 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 were dealing with more, you know, I wouldn't say adult themes, but they were dealing with more like reality type stuff. Yeah, that was that was definitely when they started, and then they got into. You know that you know. Then you had like as told by Ginger, and you had some of the other stuff they went with, and then they kind of went back because you had Fairly Odd Parents and Danny Phantom and and some of that other stuff. Right, right, right. Oh yeah. Um, let's talk about you know when I was a kid. 
uh, real fast. We'll get into like the uh, superhero type stuff. I this is this is when I think of Sunday morning cartoons or Saturday morning or whenever whatever morning Saturday it was. morning yeah Saturday morning yeah um, I think of X Men the animated series Batman the animated series and Spider Man the animated series Amen <laughs> Those are that is the pillar of when I was a kid that's what I was watching There was a lot of stuff around it that was interesting like Eek the Cat and a bunch of other crazy stuff yeah. Bobby's World you know um but but those were the ones where i was like this is my soap opera and i i knew that at the time i was like this is a soap opera this is what you know my mima or whatnot watches um her stories every week those are my stories yeah and i remember i remember watching it and going a phoenix saga and like all of the stuff looked exactly from the comic yeah like to a t they didn't change them to make them look different. They weren't like, we're going to put our cool new spin on them like they did with like future X-Men animated shows. They looked exactly like the cards I was collecting, um, the toys I was buying or my parents were buying for me. Um, <laughs> they, it was a time, it was time to be alive if you were into that stuff. Yeah. Um, because it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't like, I don't know. When I see the toys nowadays in the stores when I walk by and, uh, pretend I'm not interested in them, but I do go over and look at them. Um, they they always look like like slight versions of, you know what I mean? They look like I don't know, like an artist rendition of that character. They all right. look the same, if that makes sense. But back then, it looked straight up from the comic book, straight up from the from the show. And so yeah, man, like, and that that was a crazy thing is they took actual arcs from the comics, like the spy, especially Spider Man, and um. And X-Men. Batman did too, but Batman also, I think, created a lot of original stuff as well. Yeah, they, they went off and they did their own they did their own spin with, with Batman the animated yeah. series. And it worked out. Harley I mean, Quinn. That was was just she was just a henchwoman. And then they were like, Oh, you know, we could bring her back and do some stuff with her and and just killed it. I mean, that created you know, one of the the biggest DC characters running. In, oh, yeah. in harley quinn like that was that was awesome and then you know oh, yeah. from that you got you know and then you went to batman beyond which was oh was yeah really interesting and you had that kind of spun off the whole like you also had you know the new adventures of superman you had uh mm -hmm. you had the justice league series that they did yeah you know, some really yeah that's where cool. i that's where i kind of hopped off when it was at yeah. batman versus superman a little bit after that with the justice league yeah um you know the heart of ice episode with oh, mr freeze god damn it's so good and, and what they did with him the whole bruce tim the whole yeah it was like it was, i think paul dini wrote that yeah they he it was yeah, oh. bruce bruce tim paul dini and i and i'm sure there were other writers who who Mm -hmm. who just aren't as well known and and i don't have their names in front of them to credit them and i apologize to them yeah but and and you know a tip of the hat to andrea romano who was the the uh the casting director and everything for that who mm -hmm. who found the the perfect talent for every one of those roles not just kevin conroy's mm -hmm. batman or mark hamill as the greatest joker there will ever be but yeah you know i mean oh yeah you know tara strong and and the uh i cannot remember the name of the guy who played mr freeze we lost him a couple of years ago uh who was who was a big you know he was a he was a latin star 
and to to have him come in and play such a flat emotionless character mm-hmm. was was uh, by all accounts a struggle for him but he crushed it absolutely michael and zara and and zara yeah michael and zara thank you so good so good yeah but just that you know that whole cast the writing and you know there were some duds you know let's be honest i've got batman in my basement not a great episode oh yeah that but i I think that was the episode right before that (laughs) yeah 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 but you know i mean you know you can't win them all but so many of them were were just incredible Mm-hmm. yeah and, and these intros dude like oh. th- that batman like i can hear that song still in my head same with like spider-man same especially you know i love x-men same yeah. with the x the, like i would i would love <laughs> to hear that in a, in a movie um let that be somebody's ringtone in the next x-men film please oh, just for the love of god <laughs> That, that that whole intro and then like Wolverine doing his thing and what was cool is when they did their little intro their logo looked exactly like their comic book logo yeah um obviously some of them didn't ha- have a comic book like Professor X and stuff but Wolverine Beast you know Gambit they all looked like their uh their comic book counterpart like it was just so good yeah um and just full costume they it was just straight up comic book and i just love that like the whole phoenix saga and all of that like man the that those cartoon shows were just awesome to watch in the morning especially someone who loved just sitting down and drawing wolverine and all those characters over and over and over again that was that was awesome yeah um let's see what else do we got um pokemon oh yeah like that pokemon and digimon like you can't you can't forget them yeah, now I wasn't that much into Digimon, um, but Pokemon, hell yes. I forgot. I, I I don't know what I saw up to, but we both, of course, have seen all of the, um, you know, the first few seasons, I guess at least. Um, yeah, I I stopped after the Orange Islands. I remember that was exactly where I where I got off. No, I think I kept going after that, um, into like the next few ones because I I like Pokemon long after I should have. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it was, yeah, man. Especially the first few seasons. It was the Johto League or whatever. Um, Can, uh, you Canto know. first. Canto, yeah, that's right. Um, you know, silly episodes like them running into Mankey uh, and um, you know the stuff with Charmander and all of that. Like that got me so obsessed with it because it was during that time, and I've talked about it on the show where I was out mowing lawns with my brother at my grandparents' house doing everything I possibly could to get this Game Boy and to get this game. And in the meantime, you know, we were done mowing the lawn, we'd be watching that and just thinking about playing that game and who we're going to run into and what's going to happen next. And Oh, man, we were we were obsessed with it. Um, what about some Cartoon Network shows? Uh, I mean, we, we didn't really talk about Fox, really. I mean, we, we b- both watched The Simpsons, Family Guy a lot later in life, of course um you know uh but we would we'd be we would be screwing up if we didn't talk about the simpsons real fast like how awesome has that show been especially when we watched it as kids i never watched the simpsons as a kid you never watched the simpsons the first time i saw a simpsons episode i was 22 are you kidding me i'm not kidding i just it never looked interesting to me as a kid oh wow yeah yeah no um my, my favorite episode is when uh uh, I think it's when um, Homer meets his mom and it's the story of 
of you know just his childhood and stuff like that and oh it was so sad it is so sad um you know at the end of the episode he you know his i think his mom passed away at that point in time i forget i forget but he's just like looking up the stars like that was the first moment like a cartoon was like oh my god that was some deep shit (laughs) um and it's about his childhood and him meeting marge and stuff like that oh man i can't believe you those older episodes of the simpsons just gold those seasons nowadays it's not but oh my god every sunday i'd be watching it um you know family guy's great we watched that when we were a lot older um i never really liked family guy oh you didn't like family guy not really like i like i get like this is see here's the thing like this is where i get into a lot of trouble when i say things like i didn't like family guy because everybody jumps with family guy's amazing blah 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 that's great you like it you enjoy it it's made for you it's not for me right right family guy was fantastic um south park you know we've talked about south park before that is a pillar i think Um, yeah even and one way or another like i i was off and on with south park i was you know there would be like this episode was great oh this episode sucked this episode was kind of cool this episode was all right like it's it was always hit or miss with me and then you know of course in later seasons it did what everything did like they all got topical because they ran out of i don't know if it was they ran out of interesting stories to tell or they felt they went away from dick and fart jokes and they went towards like let's talk about what's going on right now yeah they they went to they went to kanye west as a gay fish jokes like oh yeah so they went real far it was still dick and fart jokes but it was mostly like just um you know political satire or like just 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 what is happening this week like they could have an episode where something crazy happens on that week and you're going to hear it on south park the following week yeah um but yeah um we don't have too much time left well let's talk about cartoon network a little bit like you know samurai jack is oh my god have you seen the new season i i haven't but i know the whole thing is out so i'm gonna binge oh, watch it's it beautiful um dragon ball z of course holy shit that i mean that was that you know that's right when i was out just not watching cartoons that's when yeah. i was maybe just watching the simpsons and family guy in south park um but, but oh that's when i was like wait a second like a, this, the, it, it it brought me back to like the X Men the animated series where I was like, this is like a soap opera, because it was this continuous yeah. thing, this serial thing, and I was like, this, you know, they're dying, they're getting their heads blown off, and what's gonna happen next week? And oh, I fell r- well down the rabbit hole with that. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, Cartoon Network was was you know stuff that i can't remember and that sucks because it was you know it was it was the not cow and chicken thank you like cow and chicken um um oh my god like ed ed and eddie all that kind of stuff i loved it i'll still go back and watch ed ed and eddie it's amazing um cartoon network for me was a lot of was all the old cartoons everything old hanna-barbera especially you know everything from Mm -hmm. From Space Ghost to the Herculoids to Birdman to you know I mean the all of that stuff was was amazing. Let's see, Dexter's Laboratory, Dexter's um, Lab, Powerpuff Girls, um, Johnny Bravo, Johnny Bravo. God, Johnny Bravo. I want a Johnny Bravo movie like that would just yep. be hysterical. Oh um, yeah, because it was. And it then was, of course he was such an awful person. Oh <laughs> he yeah, was terrible. <laughs> oh yeah. And, you know, Cartoons Network's still killing it, man. They got Adventure Time. They have Rick and Morty. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, if if you – if you're a – you know, I imagine a lot of kids watch that. I think Rick and Morty is probably the most popular thing on their channel right now because um, that's like – it's it's adult humor, but at the same time, it's very much – it's it's like the next 
step of Adventure Time, where Adventure Time is still very much for kids. Yeah. This is like no, no. This like it's a twisted and dark version of Back to the Future. Um, really fucked up stuff in that. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, the Cartoon Network's just yeah. I that came around after the Sunday morning cartoons, right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. It was kind of that way for me too. It was like you watched. You know, like when I was growing up, it was it was whatever was on Nickelodeon mostly, which tended to be mm-hmm. either like Nicktoons or, you know, cartoon wise, they did Looney Tunes. And then, right. you know, you had Cartoon Network, which started all the old cartoons. Like, I know I've talked about the, the Tex Avery cartoons on here before. It was, you know, it was oh, that Tom stuff. and Jerry, Tom and, and Jerry, Droopy Dog, you know, like all the, yeah. that was the old country, Thundercats, you know. Oh, was... they, they talked about it real fast at the Rebirth. Uh, they talked about um, the Looney Tune comics with like, th- there's a comic coming out with Yosemite Sam and, uh, and uh, Jonah Hex. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, like Jonah doing... Hex hires Yosemite. Yosemite yeah, Sam hires Jonah Hex to protect him against a weasel, <laughs> and he just he, the guy's doing it in the voice. It was fantastic. Oh my god, I gotta get some of those books. Yeah, but I mean, oh, you know, yeah, man, we had you know we had a hell of a run back then. We sure did. But uh, yeah, that's why we I... we had so many other stuff. Like we didn't we didn't even we didn't even mention Care Bears and Transformers, and we we could t- we might we should probably revisit this topic. Yeah, and spend a lot more time on it. Uh, in a few weeks or a month or so from now, because it's we we just scratched the surface, I think. Yeah, big time. Um, yeah, we'll go more into details about about a lot of the stuff we didn't talk about and some of the stuff we loved. But um, that's gonna do it for this week, man. Ne- next week's gonna be all about E3 and our predictions and what we think's gonna happen. And I'm sure there's gonna be some leaks and whatnot uh, between now and then. Um, uh, make sure you go. Oh yeah, tell them about the the shirt again, where they can go to get that. Yeah, uh, we'll put the we'll put the link up on our page because it's it's like teespring.com/wgp. Like there's a whole big URL. Um, but we'll, you know, it's, we've, we tweeted it, it's on the page, it'll be in the show notes, uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. So you'll see that like when, you know, like on Podbean or Podcast Addict or iTunes, which we hope you're subscribing and rating us on because that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. But, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, definitely go give us, uh, a review. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's it. Yeah. Like, like you said, go to our Facebook group, our Twitter, I'll post some pictures from Megacon and, We'll see you guys all next week when we're talking about E3. All right, Captain. Captain. Captain.